0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and
1: family therapists and owners of the Therapy Group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself,
0: you gotta know yourself.
1: Without fail, every time we do a Q&A, we always get some version of the question, how do I not feel shame? How do I not feel anger? How do I not feel any of my uncomfortable feelings? And the tough answer that we always give is something like, you just got to feel it. So today we are taking you back to our most popular episode of 2022, What the Fuck is Radical Acceptance? So that we can expand on how to work towards just feeling it. In the episode, we explain the term radical acceptance, which comes from a therapeutic modality called DBT. We then discuss the difference between radical acceptance and invalidating our feelings, where to start when working towards radical acceptance, building up our distress tolerances, instances where radical acceptance is just not appropriate, why it takes time, and so much more. If you're new to our show, hello and welcome. We are so thrilled to have you here. If you've been with us for a while, we hope hearing this episode for a second time brings you something new to think about or a different perspective. We love you all so much, and thank you for continuing to listen each week. And remember, as always, to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Enjoy.
0: Time to radically accept today's episode is started recording now.
1: We are radically accepting where we are.
0: Hey, Em. Hey, Jen.
1: Today, we're talking about radical acceptance. And what the fuck that even means and how we do it. Because I think there's a lot – it's like a buzzword, you know? Yeah, it is. People love talking about acceptance, radical acceptance. And what the fuck even means. So what I first want to say is that I think the important thing to note about radical acceptance is that it isn't about denying a situation. And it's not about denying your feelings about a situation. And that's something we're going to reiterate throughout the episode because – Pain in life is not an option. <laughs> That's so rude. I know. <laughs> but suffering is an option. Ooh. Just really had to drop that bomb. Yes. First and foremost. All right. And so we're going to talk to you about how, how do you accept that certain situations are painful and also part of life and how do you keep yourself from continuing to suffer or suffering based on those situations? Mm-hmm. And this is, first and foremost, a very much a learned skill. And so radical acceptance is accepting the things that are out of your control and being able to accept situations for what they are. And once again, does not mean being pushing away the emotions that are attached to that or struggling with the emotions attached to it because that creates more suffering.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so radical acceptance comes from DBT, which is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, which was developed in 1993 by Marsha Linehan, And it is an amazing way to figure out how to have some type of distress tolerance. So for those of us who are, we'll use the word easily triggered just because that's kind of the language people use. But what we talk about is like distress tolerance. How do I sit and incredibly uncomfortable things. And so DBT is often used for people that can become highly activated in a situation. And so radical acceptance is a big part of DBT.
1: Part of sitting with the pain of something and being able to tolerate that pain is the reason why we can cope with it a little bit easier. And I think so often people come into therapy and they're like, fix my anxiety. I don't want to feel anxiety at all. Or I don't want to feel depression or I don't want to feel sadness or. And so this might blow your mind if you've never been to therapy before, that our goal is not to take away those negative emotions.
0: But how often does somebody come in <laughs> or like a contact form gets filled out and it's like, I, I-, I don't want to be anxious anymore. Me either. Same. <laughs> I also. Know, we specialize in I them. also want to experience no pain. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> and if there was a magical pill we could give you, I you sure shit would be prescribing it. <laughs> if there was some easy fix for
1: anything in life. So being able to acknowledge the pain that you're in, allow, your, allow it to come in, allow yourself to acknowledge it, validate it, and then release it and recognize that there's only so much you can do in the situation. That is part of radical acceptance. Mm-hmm. So there might be some signals that you might need to practice radical acceptance. You want to hear some Yeah, of I do. I want to hear everything. If I you, experience all of these. <laughs> Tell me, Jen. If you say to yourself, I can't deal with this. <laughs> do you think we ever do that? Never. Never said that a day in my life. This
0: is not fair. Oh, my God. So my mom said that, like, growing up. I think I said this in the simile episode, right? My mom said that, like, growing up, I used to always say, this isn't fair. My brother used to say, well, I came first. Your your girl needs some big DBT, which is probably why I was diagnosed with borderline at the sweet, sweet age of 16 years old. Were you? Okay. But I think every 16-year-old girl gets diagnosed with borderline. And I also think everything's on a spectrum. And I think I have a lot of those traits. And I have no shame about that. Uh, people born on birthdays are easily stigmatized. Totally, they are some of my favorite people in the whole fucking world. They feel things on such an extra level. Absolutely, and I do think that I have many traits of it. You just never told me that. Surprise, surprise! Here, I also think I've been diagnosed with like everything. So fun. <laughs>
1: mental health is so fun also
0: the second you go to rehab for an eating disorder it's like borderline people love to diagnose you but also like all eating disorder centers like they're just like
1: borderline 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 right right you just gotta get put into this box and i just went to a lot of treatment (laughs) things shouldn't be like this i can't believe this is happening (laughs) common it's not right things should be different why is this happening to me why is this happening now? This is horrible. Oh, my God. So I, on and so forth.
0: But I told you the story about Millie saying this is horrible, right? I forget. That we <laughs> we, should, we have this blanket that, like, one side's fuzzy and one side's, like, um, it's fuzzy, but a different kind of fuzzy. <laughs> and then one day she's like, flip it over. I need the other side. Then she's like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> so Millie gets some radical acceptance, girlfriend. Hurry it up. Absolutely. She has to accept the fact that that side is horrible. It was not even horrible. It was horrible And that's the thing is all this stuff is, like they feel like
1: extremes to the situation, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I think part of it is the resistance to the emotion you have, right? Like this isn't fair. And there's such a resistance to the emotion as opposed to like, this is painful, right? Like I feel pain from this. If Millie were to be able to say, (laughs) this does not feel good for me. And I am recognizing that this blanket does not feel good. (laughs) right? As opposed to this is hard. There's like a resistance, right? Yes. What happens when we resist our emotions is that we create more suffering. We create more pain for ourselves and we get stuck in a cycle. So I, you know, when we talk about anxiety, this is something that really helps me with my anxiety and a lot of my clients with their anxiety is that when they come in and talk about, you know, I'm feeling anxious and I want to stop feeling anxious. What happens when you tell yourself not to feel something that you're already feeling? You feel it more. You feel it even more. I know I do. I do too. And so you start to get anxious about the fact that you're feeling anxious. And or, it's, I mean, that's like a panic attack. Like, if yeah. like don't, get
0: a panic attack, don't get a panic attack. You're going to get a
1: panic attack. Like, I used, <laughs> and I used to have horrible panic attacks. And so that is, as opposed to saying, listen, if I can accept the fact that, okay, I'm feeling really anxious right now. I'm feeling like I'm going to have a panic attack. You say, okay, what's the worst case scenario? What if I have a panic attack? What would happen? right? You're accepting the fact that the panic attack is out of your control. If you could control your anxiety and control your panic attacks, wouldn't you just do it? (laughs) You know what I mean? I would. (laughs) And so that's something I want you to think about real quick. Take some time to think about. If you had control over those feelings, wouldn't you just feel happy all the time? I say that in the sense of like, we actually don't have control over the feelings that we have, mm-hmm. right? We feel things. It is okay that we feel things. It is part of the human experience. And it does. And feelings aren't facts. That's another part of this. Feelings right? aren't facts, right? You,
0: just because you feel it doesn't mean it's factual. Just because I feel like that you're ignoring me. Right. Actually does not mean that's real. Right.
1: Right. Maybe you had diarrhea that day. Right. And like, why wouldn't I ignore you if I had diarrhea? I have things to deal with. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so once again... Your dog did have diarrhea the other day. You didn't answer my phone call. I know. Did you think
0: I was ignoring you? No, I didn't. But I'm just using that for an example that you literally had had shit to do. He had
1: literal shit to deal with. He had horrible diarrhea. It was really...
0: Yeah. But I could have taken that personally that you hadn't called. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what can happen with people. Absolutely. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing, it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, the lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard it's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life! Just go to hungryroot.com slash chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you.
1: So why do people have trouble with radical acceptance? People have trouble with radical acceptance because I think that they believe that radical acceptance is being okay with the situation, mm. right? And so if you think about something in your past, right? If you, had, if you didn't have a good relationship with a parent, The resistance to it, or you still don't have a good relationship with the parent, the resistance to it of like, I don't have a good relationship with them. I didn't have, they treated me like shit, right? And that is true. And that does not mean you have to be okay with the fact that that happened. You are allowed to have pain from that. But you're allowed to have it, accept it, and say, listen, what am I going to do with it now? Because resistance to it and saying, well, I wish something was different. I wish I had a better child. Look Look at Susie's relationship with her parent. Why don't I have that? So a really good example of this is our morning today. <laughs> let's talk about
0: it. OK. So we came into the office. We record once a month on a Sunday. We record everything at once. Right. So, you know, like, do you really want to work on a Sunday? No, absolutely not. But like, it, it's the
1: thing that makes the most sense. For us. And let's just preface this. We have very much mentally have to prep ourselves for these days. Yes. Yeah. Because it's a long day of talking. Yeah. And being like totally
0: present. Talking about stuff, keeping up with the tech and the mics, and then you know this we fuck up the sound, the video, whatever. So we get into the office, the fucking heat's broke. <laughs> so we knew the heat really was really broken, and we... also there was a
1: snowstorm
0: last okay, night. Okay, so there's a snowstorm yesterday. The heat's broken today. We do have space heaters. They blow out the. <laughs> when well, they blow out the fuses, we set up all the equipment for everything to be blown out, and not be able to use it. <laughs> Yeah. so then we have to move it all right so then we have to go be like fuck we have another part of the office this shit's not blown out our landlord's supposed to come not coming whatever we have to move all of the equipment into this other office that we don't usually record you'll see us here um set it all up again we go through all the tests and everything again and at any point during this we could have said well we did, I can't do this
1: we did this is fair we did say, i think we had moments of that right where we said yeah. This fucking sucks. We've cursed out our landlord a little bit. Mentally, because it's yeah. a right. And so, like, we had moments of fighting it. But then, what are we going to do about it? Right? Like... We got to the episodes. We couldn't change the yes. fact that it was freezing in there. Yep. And so, it does not mean we are, are okay with the fact that our... That we don't have heat. But
0: how many of these things did we say? This is horrible. Why is this happening now? Things, this should things shouldn't it's be not like right. this. I this can't is believe not fair this is
1: happening. We said every single one of these exactly. things. Exactly. Right. So, so listen, that's going to happen. You're going to yes. have that initial thought because it isn't fair that our heat's broken and we had the whole sucks. thing set up and sucks, we, pre- we mentally prepped ourselves like that sucks. Um But if you stay stuck in that, there is no movement and there's no ability to to either grieve the situation. Right. Like our expectation about recording in that freezing cold room, we had to grieve that. And we had to say, okay, well, how are we going to pivot? And also, I think that's very present in business in general. Yeah. That you have to as you have to keep it moving. It's the only way to function. And so, but it's very easy to get stuck in, um, why is this happening to me without the movement from it?
0: And I think if we also weren't validating how shitty it was, we would have then maybe taken it out on each other Yes. and start getting like a little bit frustrated with one another. But instead, we're able to say like, okay, like this is contextual. This is happening around us. Yeah. We It is hurting us, but like nobody here caused any issues. It's not someone's fault. There's no one to blame. Yes. It just is.
1: And I think that when the fact that you can, we can validate each other and be able to give that and be able to give ourselves the space to be upset about it first Mm -hmm. and then move from it is actually really important because, you know, this was a question that we got and we also want to mention the difference if we were to say like, um, you know, like it's fine everything's fine like don't be sad about this don't be upset about this like i would have been so pissed at you if you said that you would have been pissed at me oh my god it's so toxic because that is toxic po- positivity and there's a big difference between radical a radical acceptance
0: and toxic positivity
1: because in that we very much accepted the fact that that was frustrating for us and very difficult and not what we expected as opposed to saying i shouldn't be upset about this like you know, where, where you're dismissing your own feelings, or I'm saying to Emily, you should not have your feelings about that. That is toxic positivity, where you're saying you're not allowed to have any sort of negative emotion around okay. this, right? So radical acceptance involves ha- having those negative emotions and developing tolerance around those negative emotions so that you can move through it as opposed to getting stuck. You also keep yourself from feeling joy, from feeling real joy. That's where it's toxic, is because yeah. you're not actually ever feeling the positive effects. Well, and here's the
0: thing this is one of the things Brene Brown talks about, like from her research, which is you do not get to selectively feel and not feel emotions. So if I'm not letting myself feel the spectrum over here, guess what? I don't get to feel the spectrum over here. You don't get to pick and choose what you feel. Feelings are just feelings.
1: They're just feelings. You just feel them, you let them come and go. Yep. What's that saying? Feelings are. Not facts. No, like it's like ocean a ocean wave. Some, yes, yeah, some like it hey, come and go. I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> listen. Singing. I don't know. We're gonna have to add it. It's definitely a quote. Who okay, knows? Somebody. Find but it. the thing that's really important is the lack of judgment, right? That you are not judging yourself for the situation, right? So, an example, we we were using us as an example, but you might just within yourself jump to invalidating your own feelings by saying, yeah. "I should not be feeling this way." or it's wrong for me to feel this right, way like, oh like
0: this is such a champagne first world problem but like right. it is
1: fucking annoying when you right. spend your son everything's you know, relative yeah. too. yeah like do other people have it worse are they struggling yeah but that doesn't take away from the fact that like you're still struggling yeah
0: and do I need to take up space when other people are actually struggling with real shit to talk about you know that we had to move some furniture no shut the fuck up you don't need to take space about that right but in this moment the two of us together we could create space for that
1: to release it and keep moving it's how we keep moving. Yes. Yeah. So we freak out first and then we go back to back That's at fine. it. All right. So some phrases that you that can help you practice radical acceptance. You ready? I'm ready. I can only control the present moment. <laughs> when I fight against my worries and negative emotions, I only fuel them to grow larger. Mm. I'm gonna jump in before I keep going because I know I mentioned this before. Yeah. But Your ability to give yourself space for the emotions that are coming in that are out of your control allows you to move through them in a much easier way. Because as a society, we struggle with negative emotions, we have been taught that it's not okay to feel them because when we are younger and we say, oh, I'm upset about something or parents might say you're being too sensitive or trying to fix it by saying, oh, cheer up, be like, you have this, this, and this. So we very much learn from an early age that having those negative emotions isn't okay. And so look at your internal monologue about having those negative emotions. So that's a perfect example is like we learn to fight against our negative emotions because society has told us it's not okay to have them when you're human and you're going to have them. I cannot change the things that have happened in the past. This is a really, really hard one. So apparently that means I shouldn't beat myself up for all my shame in childhood. Exactly. Got it <laughs> because what does that do? It makes me feel shitty and small. Exactly. I am able to accept the present moment exactly as it is. I think this is a hard one. yeah. I can get through difficult emotions even if it's hard. I love this one. I can do hard things. I can feel hard things I can feel Very hard Glenn things. And Doyle Very Glenn and Doyle and but but I think a way to dive into this is I want you to think about all of the times. That you have struggled with something. You have gotten through those times every single time. When we're stuck in our pain, it feels so big and it feels so overwhelming that the way in which we try to get out of it is to push it away, as opposed to saying, I will get through this. I always do. Right? It's just temporary. It is unhelpful for me to fight against what has happened in the past. Mm. It is not possible for me to change what happened. <laughs> I am able to accept things the way that they are. I will get through this no matter what. I will survive and this feeling will fade, even though it feels painful right now. Did that make you think of the song? Because I see you smiling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna let you finish these. I so just wanted you either. to break into song. Oh, I will. I will survive. Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey god i'm trying to be respectful damn it (laughs) (laughs) what i'm going through right now is hard but it's temporary just as we said it's possible for me to feel anxiety but still manage the situation in an effective way (laughs) and so
0: many more okay but i think it's really important to talk about when radical acceptance is not appropriate yes because there's sometimes shit is not okay one of those is dangerous situations or situations of abuse once again, the things we talk about do not apply to abuse. Never, never, never. Never. Okay? You do not radically accept abuse when you're being taken advantage of. If someone's treating you poorly, when, um, and no, like if you're experiencing a some degree of burnout with your current situation, you can change it. So you don't have to radically accept because someone's treating you like shit and so you're being undervalued. You can radically accept it and still be like, and I
1: gotta get the fuck out now. That's a perfect example of like, sometimes we feel stuck when we're not actually stuck. Yeah. Right. I think so often we say, I'm stuck in this situation Mm -hmm. or relationship when we might feel stuck, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're stuck. And what's radical acceptance versus like people, like using it as avoid,
0: like using it for people pleasing and avoidance. Right. Right. As opposed to being like, oh, well, I just have to radically accept this, but like, actually you just want to avoid the conflict. That's not radical acceptance.
1: (laughs) and that's something to ask yourself well and i think that's to be able to recognize that you're not stuck might might be able to show you that maybe you're doing it as a way to people please or to not cause conflict in some way
0: we have so many freaking questions so many questions so we're not gonna from get this. to everything but somebody let's start with the first one how the fuck do i do that so because this is
1: i think the most important one so first i want you to take some time and think about what do i do with my negative emotions right mm. when i am feeling Avoid. okay yeah right <laughs> dismiss when Thank i, am... you, I just got it when i am feeling something negative How do I talk to myself about what I am feeling? Mm. What are the things that I say to myself? Do I say, oh, my God, I need to stop feeling this way? Or, oh, my God, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I don't know why they all start with, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Right? So so what I'm talking about is metacognition. You're thinking about your thoughts surrounding your feelings. (laughs) Mind blown. Thinking about my when, thoughts my feelings. When you get to that point where you can think about your thoughts surrounding your feelings, you can recognize how quickly that process might be happening. Okay, I'm feeling lonely. And I say, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel lonely. I have so many friends, right? You're saying I shouldn't feel a certain way. No, you feel lonely. You're allowed to feel lonely. What we were talking about earlier is the meaning that you make from that loneliness. That comes secondary. The first step is being able to say, it's okay that I feel lonely. It's okay that I want to be connected to people. You're radically accepting how you feel. And so that's a situation in which you can make a change, right? Maybe I'll call someone, maybe I'll but when you deny yourself the ability to feel those negative emotions, it keeps you stuck and and keeps you from the ability to make a change. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, you ready? Yep um Can you talk about the release of control that's needed to do this? Oh
1: my goodness! Because
0: it is a release of it's control. A, such
1: a release of control. So, like, I
0: think some people think that this is going to help them have more control, but like, you're getting it wrong.
1: <laughs> there are so this this is going to be really tough for people. There are so many things that we don't have control over. I'll give you an example. I used to have really bad panic attacks when I was like in college, yeah, um, and leading into grad school, um, but. Some of them were surrounding being late for things, which I still am very early. But there was a situation. But
0: you've also been late many times now. that and does not, upset does not cause me the same. You were a very pain. different person. Very, very, very different. Yeah.
1: So, um, for example, I remember there was this one time in college I had to get on a train to go home or something. I had to drive like 20 minutes to the train. I would often have anxiety about being late or missing something, missing a train um, and there being traffic. And so my anxiety would build as I was driving, and I was hitting traffic, and I was worried about um, being late to something. But the fact of the matter is, once I left, I had no control over what time I was going to get there. Nope. None. But my red brain, lights. Nothing. Shout.
0: Traffic, accidents, nothing. But my
1: brain very much told me that I had some sort of control over whether I missed this train or not. When in reality, you really don't. You could drive really fast, which is really dangerous. And I definitely did that. You could freak the fuck out in cars and you could ride people's asses. So I remember I got to this train station and I missed the train, had a complete meltdown. I was by myself. I had a horrible panic attack um And I was, you know, in public. Some guy comes up to me and he says, "Excuse me, ma'am. Like, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I was just like a mess. And he says, "I know how you feel. Like, my wife just lost her child." I was like, Holy fuck!" Oh,
0: fuck! His wife lost her child. Yeah, their child. Oh, okay.
1: Um, so you've I guess never she had to- a miscarriage. never told me the story. Before. I know. And but that was a moment in time where I'm like, my reaction to this is not fitting this situation. (laughs) Wow. I know. I can't believe I've never heard that story. I know. Um, Do you feel feel embarrassed? Is that why you've never like, does it? No, no, I don't feel embarrassed. I just I I thought about it in the shower today. I was like, I should probably talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. because my, my anxiety was so intense and I felt like I had so much control over situations than I had. And once you get to the point where you realize that you don't have control over something that you thought you had so much control over, you completely break down. Part of being able to relinquish that control really can help you with your anxiety. And so I want you to think about what are the things that I'm fearful of? If I miss the train, what's the worst case scenario? I would not let myself get to that point. Mm-hmm. I would just say, I can't miss this train. Right. I'm not accepting the fact that I can miss that train and that missing the train is out of my control. I just could not accept it. I wasn't able to radically accept the fact that that wasn't in my control. So what are the things that you might not be radically accepting that are out of your control? Mm. One of those, this is going to get morbid, is death. Yeah. I really, really mean this. I know that this is morbid. But it's true. It's true. An example, another example of this is when you're on a flight. That plane goes down, what control do you have? Nothing. I know I'm probably hitting people where it hurts right now. <laughs> I'm really picking at those nothing, anxieties. Yes, nothing. Yes. And listen, I get it.
0: And and so we're keeping other people alive. I think for a lot of people have like like um extreme um fear and anxiety around their
1: parents mortality. Yes, absolutely. And another thing you don't have control over and I think ways in which we try to control that is to check on them, right? Or to like, uh, I'll give you a, I'm full of stories today. Yeah, I'm this is a huge, huge one in my family too. My um, grandmother's very, very anxious and checks, my grandmother's 93 and checks on my mom and follows her on Find My Friends. It's a oh huge boundary issue that I've talked to her about anyway. So I can't
0: believe your grandmother's 93 and can use Find My Friends. <laughs> is that why even, you said,
1: oh my God? I don't even know how to use Find My Friends. <laughs> yeah, they're very techy, it's amazing. Um. So, but my mom left my grandmother's house and took a different way home. And my grandmother saw that and called my mom and said, oh my God, like, why'd you take a different way home? Is something wrong? She has like extreme anxiety. I said to my mom, what is she going to do if something was wrong?
0: Right? it like, could have been wrong? I is she
1: went a different anxiety way. Anxiety just yeah, okay, fucking yeah, yeah, runs yeah. Yeah. deep in this family. Sorry. Way. Logic and emotion. <laughs> again, again, again. Um. But what was she going to do if something was wrong, right? There's an inability to accept the fact that she has no control over whether something happens to my mom or Mm -hmm. not, right? And so same thing with your parents, your aging parents. What control do you have over if something happens? And it's really terrifying. That's the thing about radical acceptance is being able to acknowledge that it's really terrifying that that's out of your control.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, we have to go through quite a few questions. Okay, so, I'm sorry. There's I have so some many really stories. No, no, I want to hear everything. Okay. I want to hear everything you have to say That's at all times. so nice. But I also want people to get... Fair, fair. So I shall radically accept their time. Okay. Somebody said, how to do with ex-wives or blended families. <sighs> how to do with ex-wives or blended families. You can't control anyone else. Right. There can be radical acceptance of a situation and still fucking not be thrilled about it like we're not saying you have to like this shit you just can't hyper focus and try to control it that's not going to do anything besides drive you
1: mad crazy yeah and when we try to control other people it hurts our relationships Mm. Right. So being able to radically accept the fact you don't have control over anyone else. The only one you have control over is you, how you express yourself, what boundaries you set for yourself, how you take care of yourself. And so being able to focus on we talk a lot about this in couples therapy, too, where so quick to blame the other person. Maybe if I blame you, you'll change. When really you don't have control over what the other person is doing. What yeah. you have control over is the responsibility that you take in your part in the cycle. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something really good, which I think you could be helpful with. Okay, How to explain a radical acceptance to your clients without sounding invalidating. So a therapist wrote this in. Okay. So just as we're saying, radical acceptance does not mean denying yourself the ability to feel your emotions, Right once again, does not mean denying yourself the ability to feel your emotions. So you're very much allowed to feel those feelings from your childhood. I hear how hard that is. I hear. And then moving towards a place. And I think that this can take time as a therapist, Mm -hmm. too. Like, it's okay to stay in the validating mode for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Like, It's very possible, and once again, I'm using this in the context of if someone's focusing on their childhood, if something really bad that happened like that, that can be really painful, especially in therapy, if it's the first time that they're talking about it, you've never talked about it before, that sometimes you really have to spend time validating the emotion that's coming up from this painful experience that you've never been able to talk about before. So being able to sit in that validation part and then to talk about, okay, how do you um, work towards you know accepting that that is what your childhood looked like. How did that affect you um and also noticing the times in which you might be focusing on, I wish things were different or I wish I had a different relationship. This is how things would be different now. Like, okay, let's talk about grief. what does that grief look like, of grieving what you wish that this relationship would look like, because you're going back to the emotion of this is painful. It's okay for this to be painful. And so what can we do with that now? And so when we you go into the mode of what can we do with that now, you're, you're bringing yourself back into the present moment to say, how am I going to handle these emotions? How am I going to process them? And what can I do with it? How do I move forward in the present? Because you don't have control over what happened back then.
0: Mm -hmm. This is a very good question.
1: Does it take time or does it
0: just happen right away? It takes time. (laughs) Has there ever been anything in the
1: history of this field that (laughs) happens right away? I wish. I wish. No I don't but think, I think, we can say I think anything. But I think the more you practice it, the quicker it will happen. Yes. Right? Like so for example, when we came in it was freezing. We very we very quickly moved on cuz we've practiced it but also we had to. Yeah. We're on time constraint. But we still bitch about it the whole time. Totally. Probably like bitch ask, about it after this. Yeah, we'll bitch about it
0: for sure. I mean, especially if it's not fixed tomorrow, we're definitely bitching, right? <laughs> um, somebody said, I think this would be good and this would be very helpful. How about some journal questions to jumpstart my internal dialogue for this?
1: You got any? Let me think. So... That'd be a fun thing to add to episodes. The I love of that. journal print. What things am I holding onto that I don't have control over? <laughs> so maybe I want you to make a list of the things in your life that you might worry about that you don't have control over and you could do that every single day right Mm -hmm. what are the things in my life that I worry about that I don't have control over and that might be a key or some sort of direction to move towards in recognizing the things you have to radically accept once again and so then you could take it even deeper because I don't have control over these things how does that make me feel Mm. What do I do with those feelings, right? Sometimes instead of being able acknowledging those feelings, we go into trying to to control them. So being able to see the things that you don't have control over might allow your you to go deeper into what are the feelings that I have connected to the fact that I don't have control over these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um we have to do dear M and jim I'm ready.
0: But it's we're gonna go with the topic, all right? You ready? Oh what? It's what the topic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dear M and Jim. My boyfriend's family does things that are frustrating a lot. Mm. How do we know when we can radically accept or not let it get to us as much or when we need to set boundaries and stand up to them? And it seems like a, quite a few people wrote in similar things like yes. this. They're like, what's the line between like radical acceptance and like really need to stick up for
1: yourself? I think people tend to get lost there. So, um, one thing I wanted to mention, not let it get to us so much... I know I'm a broken record in this. That's okay. You keep breaking it, baby. How is How does it feel for you that your boyfriend's family does some frustrating things, right? Like, what's that like for you? How do you manage it in your relationship? And I think you're saying we, which is nice because you're- Yeah, she's not saying I. She's not saying I. You're saying we. Like, we can do this together. Um, I think that's something that the two of you can talk about, right? Like Because it can be a process, too, between the two of you of how can we acknowledge the feelings and how this might be affecting our relationship, mm-hmm. right? And then how what control do we have over this? So do, yeah. wh- And what does that look like? So is control that we're setting boundaries, we're seeing them less, we're expressing ourselves differently, we're not bringing up cer- certain topics. Like those are the things you have control over. Things you don't have control over is what the things that they say, right? You can't control the things they say or the things they do. You can control the boundaries that you set the way you respond to the things that they say. And so, but I think there's a way of like co-regulating in that and yeah. saying, how do we do this together? I love that they're saying we in this. I think one of the things that really works for me
0: in my life is I have a list of non-negotiables, of stuff I'm going to speak up for. I don't care the situation, right? Like one of those is like, you know, my part of like anti-racist work, right? Like somebody makes a comment, I'm going to fucking say something. Absolutely. Right. But then, so you could have a list of non-negotiables when somebody says this, that doesn't fucking work for me. I have to say something back. Something back. Other shit, if somebody's late, frankly, that's going to be, like, usually a not, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm going to fucking let that go. If someone's an hour late, I'm probably going to say something, right? So, like, there can be a line of what you draw and you get to make that up for yourself. You do not have to radically accept everything in life. There's a lot of shit I do not accept in my life. And you are allowed to say which one lines up for me. Absolutely. I love that. Especially if you're a people pleaser and avoid it. You need to look at, are you using radical acceptance as an escape? Beautifully said. And that's it. That's and now we're
1: gonna radically accept this episode's over. Oh, got it. Okay. So an example of me not radically accepting is like I don't want to. Do you want to keep talking? You want to tell you more stories? Nothing good. No, I got nothing else. Save it for next week. I'll save it for next week.
0: Hey, thank you for being here for today's episode. As always, we would love if you shared um, this episode or any other ones that related to you. We always ask that you rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast, rate on Spotify. Um, We're just so grateful that you spend this time. Now that we've hit 100 episodes, let's make it to 1,000 so Jen dies. Um (laughs) (laughs) I know you can see my face, but... uh was that check us out on youtube to see jen's face that she just made of me and don't ever forget that to grow yourself you really gotta know yourself we'll see you next week see ya